There's never just two sides to a sports issue. Welcome to Three Sides Sports Talk. Welcome everyone to Three Sides Sports. Todd, Jerry, and Jeff with you again. No, no loss to talk about this week. No win either since it was the bye week, but that doesn't mean there was, wasn't plenty of, I don't know, topics and reaction and all kinds of things that were floating around the 49er universe being Jimmy practicing, Trey's not, the Brandon Ayuk situation I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, was still had people shaking their heads. Trent Williams now has a, an ankle issue. He's day-to-day, so even without a game, Still lots to unpack. And that's before we talk about Jeff's Jacksonville Jaguars getting their first win of the year, saving Urban Meyer's job probably already. So uh, let's let's just dive right into it. So, Jerry, without a game, what was on your mind? Well, just under the circumstances, I think the bye came at the perfect time, which I didn't think would be the case when their schedule was first released because I thought – a later buy would have helped them get that second win for the playoff chase. But after losing three straight with both Jimmy and Trey being hurt and Kyle Shanahan being, I don't know, out of sorts, I guess is the best way I can put it. Uh, the buy couldn't come at a better time for them to regroup, get their act together because I know you hate the term must win, but these upcoming games to me are must win. Cause if they don't win, they can kiss the playoffs. Goodbye. Yeah, uh, you actually touched on something that I completely agree with. When I saw that schedule and I saw week, what are we at, six by, I'm like, oh, man, that's really early. But you're right. It, it could not have come at a better time, not only for an injury standpoint, just, but just to get their heads right, clear the air. Hopefully they all went to Cabo and just relaxed or something. So, Jeff, what's on your mind during the bye week? Yeah, I, I would agree that the buy, I mean, obviously came at a, an early time, which maybe we didn't want, but, you know, gauging what we were talking about, what all the pundits and analysts were talking about, trying to figure out what the quarterback situation is. I mean, and one thing um, I thought of when, when Jerry was just, was just talking about that, um, being that's week six, it wasn't Jeff Wilson Jr. I didn't look him up. Isn't he like set to come back soon or is that we farther along than that? I thought maybe he'd come back soon. I think a few couple more weeks, right? Okay. So, you know, with that being said, yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, Mitchell's gotten healthy, got hasty back off IR, I believe. Sermon's still there. Uh, If we get Wilson back, so, you know, maybe this is a game to get right at the run game. I guess Jimmy's in there. Trey's still banged up. Um, You know, I keep keep hearing a lot of, you know, uh, stuff about banks possibly cracking the the lineup whether that's this week or or soon they're, they're saying like yeah maybe he's gonna make an appearance so we'll see what they figure out with with that i mean obviously the IU situation i didn't know about uh, trent williams i had not heard that um so if he's banged up i mean maybe uh maybe the backup more is gonna play for him instead of playing for mcglinchy then so i don't know but uh yeah yeah and and heading into the Colts game this Sunday, Sunday night football. So prime time, but not to be the weatherman because we all know how accurate those guys are, but they're calling for downpours all day. So it's most likely going to be a sloppy field. If it's raining during the game, who knows what's going to happen. So this is the game to get that run game, right? This is the game that, it's not going to be pretty, but you got to win a sloppy one. That that might be what, what it takes. Not not going to appease a lot of fans because they're going to want the prettiness of the offense and they're going to want a lot of points. And this is a team in the Colts that if you're a playoff team, you should go out and beat and you've had a week off. You should beat them by double digits, you know, in a normal circumstance. Now, does a slippery ball, you know, fumble out of someone's hands at the inopportune time I don't know but they do have to have a game plan that's going to rely on that running game like you said Jeff got Sermon you got Hasty coming back Mitchell's had another week of rest and rehab so let's hope that's the way it goes um, but I, I do want to jump into the Brandon Ayuk situation because that continues to be the topic du jour among 49er fans and in the ether so I know, Jerry, you got thoughts on on Ayuk and Shanahan and take it away. 
Well, I mean, based on what we heard from John Lynch, who was on KNBR the other day, I believe it, his words actually seem to sort of contradict what you had said in our last podcast, because Lynch, I felt, went out of his way to emphasize how Ayuk's a hard worker. I mean, he stated that on multiple occasions. Um, you know, so, I mean, if we're to believe Lynch, <laughs> it's not a work ethic issue. Um, yet, it still remains vague because he didn't exactly pinpoint what the specific issue is. And when other folks try to address or are asked the issue, like Greg Cosell, who was also on with KMBR, and they asked him, well, is just IU getting open or not? I mean, he, he wasn't willing to give an answer either. I mean, I, I wish someone could just be as honest as J.J. Watt and just let us know what's the deal. Like when they asked J.J. Watt, hey, do you, why'd you leave the Texans? He basically said, because they'd suck this year. I knew they'd suck this year. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's just, I think overall, it's just a little bit frustrating and confusing what Kyle's philosophy is this year. Because on the one hand, I, and I think a lot of fans think at this point, after seeing what Jimmy Garoppolo brings to the table, it's time to start looking at Trey Lance and start developing him and getting him into the the weekly game plan more than just as a gadget guy um but at the same but it seems as though kyle's not into that in fact i feel as though he's been trying to convince us that all this whole time this is going to be a redshirt season for trey lance um even though based what we were told you know and what we saw during the preseason it wasn't supposed to be that way it wasn't going to be a redshirt season um, you know, he was supposed to be mixed into the weekly game plan as part of his, part of his development, um, which is why Jimmy had that conversation with Drew Brees about how to adjust, you know, being shuffled in and out of the game. And, you know, like we've said before, you know, you don't give up the farm and draft the kid and have him sit. So, you know, I mean, on the one hand, it seems like he does, but he doesn't want to develop Trey. But then on the other, when it comes to Brandon Ayuk, it's like, whoa, 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 let's take a step back here. Like he's not a polished receiver. We can't force feed this guy until he develops the way that we're, he, we want him developed in the, you know, he'll be better off in the long run. I mean, I just, that's what I mean. Like, I don't understand why he's slow playing Brandon Ayuk when supposedly he's like all in, like we got to win. We got to win right now as if his multi-year contract extension might even get voided if he doesn't make the playoffs this year. I mean, it's just really weird. And because if Kyle wants to win now, he needs to find ways to get the ball into Ayuk's hands because we all know Ayuk can be a playmaker as we saw last season, but that's not happening. So I'm, I'm just at a loss. Jeff, you got, yeah, I, would, yeah I mean, I would just kind of echo that a little bit. So this is a little confusing what, what the Shanahan is, is doing, but um, as far as Jimmy, I think, I think he really wanted him to be uh, the guy, you know, and, and be able to red shirt, Trey this year, but the problem is Jimmy then got hurt and uh, isn't taking that next step. He isn't playing like outside of his mind. So I think he's kind of stuck there. Right. But as far as, as far as Ayuk, um, yeah, I think we talked about that, you know, quite a bit. And then all of a sudden there was like, you know, Lynch was talking about it. There was articles about it. So it wasn't like we were just making this up and making it a bigger thing than it was. So obviously everyone's talking about it and asking about it. So um, whether or not he's working hard in practice, maybe, maybe Lynch is just trying to say the right things or, you know, say the, say the nice things, say he's working hard, but maybe obviously there is something to like, you know, what Todd's alluding to that maybe he's not doing the extra work because obviously, you know, if, if, if they're saying he's working hard and the tape shows him downfield blocking and, and, and playing with effort, then maybe it's just, you know, Lance didn't see him or whatever, whatever the case is, and they will get the ball to him more. So maybe we'll just see how that plays out. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and just, and just go, go from there, I guess, with, with Ayuk. And hopefully they'll get the ball to him more as it allows. Whereas, but then again, this week, if it's raining <laughs> and we're running the ball, then maybe Ayuk doesn't get a lot of catches this week. And then we're talking about it again. So we'll see. So let, let's dive. I want to dive into Ayuk because I'll tell you one of the biggest things that bothers me in the sports world, and we'll go back months ago when we were talking about sports pet peeves, and that's people who say, talk about the eye test. Because I don't believe in the eye test. The eye test is strictly a way to ignore stats, numbers, facts, everything else. 
if something want, if you're looking at something, something is going to say, is going to be in agreement with you. So when people talk about the facts of the matter, it's Ayuk is not getting the separation that he got last year. Last year, he was getting over three yards of separation. This year, he's getting 1.8. So he's not, get, he's not as open. He's second on the team in snaps, despite that very first game where we, he saw such limited action. So he's getting an opportunity. The thing is, is he's not being thrown the ball. So I got to put that on the quarterbacks rather than the coaching, because if, he, if Ayuk is out there and he's not getting the separation, well, he shouldn't be getting the targets. And then you're talking about Debo Samuels. He's still top five in the league in receiving, and he had a bye week this week. So you're talking about he's your number one. So what's Ayuk? Ayuk's your number two. So I don't understand what the, the dilemma is when there's things showing everybody what, what's out there. It's showing you he's getting an opportunity. He's not making the most of his opportunity when he's on the field in terms of the separation. And Debo is just much better right now. Last year, those two only played together like a handful of times. And Ayuk didn't outproduce him in terms of targets or catches when they played together. Ayuk's biggest games came when Debo was not on the field. That's where the illusion that Ayuk is this insane receiver, you know, came from because we got, we saw Debo as a rookie, got enamored with him. He got hurt. And then here's Ayuk. And again, maybe it isn't Ayuk. Maybe it's just the fact that he was the number one receiver for the Niners last year. So he was seeing the ball and he was open more. So I just, I, I don't, I don't have such a bad feeling about Ayuk as everyone else who's making it out to be that it's a conspiracy theory that He's in the doghouse and he's not getting, you know, not getting the run. So, so I don't totally disagree with you, but I guess my questions are, why isn't he getting open? Because he got open last season. I mean, is it just as simple as, well, they didn't know him or the Niners had to throw to somebody. I don't know because, or is it that with all this stuff that Shanahan's putting on him and trying to mold him into this player that Shanahan wants to be now he's starting to think more, right? That's making him slower. So it's, causing him to lack that separation that perhaps we saw more last season and you know as far as Debo being the number one hey I don't disagree I mean Debo's been playing out of his mind but at the same time maybe I just don't see Debo as our team's Devontae Adams you know or our team's Andre Hopkins where it is kind of a clear cut he's the number one guy you gotta just force feed him and everybody else sort of gets the crumbs because through five games, Ayuk has eight receptions. Debo's got 31. Kittle's got 19, right? And you might say, well, that's usually like the breakdown. I think we sort of talked about this, right? Like that's the, sh that's the share, like every receiver, every player gets based on where they, where they land on, on the ladder, right? But then when I take a look at the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb has 33 receptions. Amari Cooper has 30 receptions. Uh, I think his name is Dan Schultz. They're tied at 31 receptions. All pretty even across the board so far, right? Tampa Bay, Mike Evans has 31 receptions. Chris Godwin has 34 receptions. Antonio Brown has 29 receptions, you know? And then like last year, I'm like, well, I don't know what, you know. In other words, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't have to be that there is this huge discrepancy or disparity between Debo and the other receivers on the team, particularly again, when you look at Ayuka has eight receptions and Debo's got 31. And I think therein lies the, the frustration, but also the what's going on with Ayuk. Because again, we saw his potential last season where you just get him the ball in the open field. And that's, he, he can do stuff. He's a playmaker. And that's why in the beginning of the season, it's those three guys, Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk that were known as the Yak brothers, right? Yes. Yeah. But who, who named them the Yak brothers? You did. No, I don't know. I, just, well, I'll take, uh, fine, I'll take. What they I'll told, take, but it wasn't even any, nobody batted an eye like, oh, like stop with the marketing. 
No, but th- what I'm saying is, again, this is just media-driven, fan-driven. Mm-hmm. Like, they but never... You look good. So, anyway. Yes, you look good. Last good. year, you see other teams and their receiving core being yeah. sort of spread out the wealth, share the wealth. Well, let and that me... is, I, I guess that's where those okay. of us who are perplexed by what's going on with IU, that's where we're right. Jeff, I'm going to let you jump in in just a second, but let me tell you, okay? Devontae Adams gets 38% of the passes thrown to him. Debo Samuels, 33% of the passes to him. Cooper Cup, 33%. Tyreek Hill, 29%. Those are your top five receivers in the NFL right now. So he is right in that percentage-wise what he's going to get. The Niners also have thrown to 13 different receivers or 13 different guys have a catch. Only two other teams have more players on their roster who have a catch. So the Niners are spreading the ball out more, except they're focusing on Debo as their number one. And again, this just goes back to my my point that fans can't seem to figure out what they want. They want to spread the ball out so you never know what's coming. Okay, great. We throw to 13 receivers, second highest in, in the NFL. Well, no, we want a number one guy. Okay, well, now we're feeding the guy 33% of the time. He's top five, a top five receiver. Well, we really want Ayuk to be involved. Okay, well, he's. A, that's my point is there's always something. You can't have everything. So we talked for so long. How many, how many years did we talk about? I wish we had a Devontae Adams, a DeAndre Hopkins. And if you, if you, I don't know, if you don't feel he's in that category, that's okay. He's still, I would say he still has stuff to prove. He's not that go-to guy, but in his, you know, whatever, beginning of his third season here, he's showing you his toughness, his hands. He can run routes. He can run, you know, the end arounds and the screen. Like he's showing you what a complete receiver he is. So again, that's just my feeling of, of it. But Jeff, what do you, what do you got? No, I was just going to add, I mean, you guys both had some really good breakdown and, and numbers and all that kind of stuff, which, which is great. Um, I guess it's, to me, it's just a combination of everything and you're not you know wrong, Todd. Like if he's, if he's getting, you know, four catches last game, that's maybe that's the way it was. Um, I would just say that like, you know, maybe some of those, runs that Trey took off on because he's an inexperienced quarterback were supposed to be plays that went to Ayuk or he should have seen Ayuk. So I guess maybe the really only thing is maybe to help the fans or whoever, maybe have Shanahan design some more plays for Ayuk, whether or not he is, I don't, I don't know, but let's say if he isn't, I don't know. Right. <laughs> so maybe just give him the ball. Right. But if he's still getting what he's supposed to be getting and, and Debo is getting the bulk of it, you know, that, that that's fine. I think, again, it's like, just in the moment, what it seems like, because when we see him get a catch, it's like, Oh, look at this guy, get him the ball. And then at the end of the game, it's like, Oh, he only had four catches. So I think it's part of just the perception of it. Um, but yeah, I think part of it is on the quarterbacks as well. And then just if Shanahan can design something for him, which again, maybe he is. So that's what we don't know. That's kind of where Cosell comes in and says, I'm not going to get into that because I'm out in the meetings. Right. And then we're all like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's true. We're out in the meeting. We don't know what they're, what they're doing exactly. So um that that's all i guess i would add to that but and really i mean why why are we nitpicking because they're two and three right if they're four and one yeah people might start going what's going on come on he's not getting that ball but oh well whatever part of the game right part of the plan whatever nobody's really worried that much but because they're two and three they're not really moving the ball right with jimmy garoppolo under center I think the number that I keep getting hearing game getting thrown out is that the Niners averaged 4.8 yards per play during his last three games before getting hurt, you know? So I think just all that combined, like, well, you're not really moving the ball. You're not winning. What's missing. Oh, my not getting the ball. So, I mean, that's why when you're saying, well, why are we up and I mean, it's sort of just the natural reaction when the team's struggling, the team's not particularly you know, um, firing on all cylinders offensively. And as you start thinking about, well, why isn't this guy who could be a great weapon? Why isn't he being used? Well, right? maybe, he, maybe like to Jeff's point, Kyle needs to be more intentional in terms of his use of IU. But again, going back to, right. you know, what we talked about in the beginning is, well, maybe the reason why, if maybe he's not getting separation, but then maybe he's not getting separation because they're putting so much into his head that he's playing slower. So, <laughs> 
who knows? But again, that's, I think that's the frustration that nobody knows. Like, I feel like it's a combination of all that, right? Like maybe he's not getting separation, but that one play was supposed to go to him. He wasn't open. So then Trey took off running. Right. So. Yeah. It, but, and Jerry, you led me right to kind of what I wanted to get into since we didn't have a real game to break down. And, and that's, that's the fans. And that's being a fan because as, as you were just talking about it, and we just kind of alluded to with the whole yak brothers type of thing, nobody, I don't think Kyle doesn't owe any of the fans a reason why Ayuk isn't getting the ball. You know, like he doesn't owe the fans why they're, you know, running this player that like, that's, that's just not his, that's not his job. I mean, he, I just can't see what benefit that would be for a head coach of any sport to, you know, listen to talk shows or, or read the paper. I mean, it's just, it's not a good thing, but what, what makes a good fan? Because to me, the, the fans out there that you see, and and I'm going to, I got a complete bias because basically you're talking about Twitter and social media and that's where these people are, are posting. So that's just a cesspool half the time anyway. So it's not, you know, it's not highbrow discussions. It's more reactionary. So why are the fans idiots? Like, I mean, that, yeah, but I don't think this has anything to do with fans or fans being idiots. I mean, that's to me like a whole separate kind of world that if you want to go into there, but I think in this particular case, it's, it goes back to what I was just saying before in that the team's not doing well. The offense isn't moving the ball in a way where, I mean, I think this, it's safe to say that, Kyle's lost a little bit of his luster as this supposed offensive genius because of what we've been seeing so far early on this year. Right. Um, so I don't think this is, has to do with Kyle needing the answer to the fans, but I do believe that as the head coach of a team, I mean, there is a certain level of, you just need to communicate with your, you know, your fan base because people want to know. That's why he's getting asked the same questions over and over again, even though he's getting annoyed by them, but that's part of the job right? Like, for example, Jimmy G being named the starter this Sunday. I mean, is that not as surprising as, well, I don't know, Trey getting hurt two Sundays ago, um, given the game plan that uh, Kyle Shanahan devised for him? I mean, for whatever reason, Jimmy remains Kyle's boy. So I think some people are frustrated with that too. Like, what's, like, there's just so many things that's happening that people just are not particularly, uh, I don't, people just don't understand, right? Um, you know, because it's like, it just seemed like, for example, no matter what happened on that Sunday against Arizona, no matter how well Trey would have played, Lance was really never going to get that start against Indy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think. I mean, I think yeah. Kyle and Kyle didn't do Trey any favors, uh, you know, when he exposed Lance to getting big hit after big hit. hit and it's no wonder Lance got hurt, you know, but mm-hmm. Jimmy is supposedly the quarterback who gives the Niners the best chance to win, right? So, I mean, I just know. I don't know. Bet hopefully he proves it. He proves well, it this week. Okay, as- but but proving it that that's fine. But I, if he proves it or not, he's going to get his chance. Kyle, but that's my thing. Everyone is up in arms about, you know, why isn't Trey getting the start? It's obvious he's the best quarterback in Santa Clara. Blah blah blah. He's the most talented. All this kind of stuff, right? Yet Kyle has maintained exactly what he's going to do. Now you can agree or disagree that that's the best choice. I'm not. I'm not saying that. You can, you can say I think Trey it gives the be- Niners the best chance. I think Jim. That's a debate. But coming out for the fans and talking about, you know, Kyle said this and Kyle. Why does a guy? He has been saying the same thing since the day they drafted him that Jimmy's the starter. You know, and so even though Trey got the start in Arizona. And everyone thought, oh, this is the start of the Trey Lance era. And then we come back to practice and nope, Jimmy's getting the reps. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? Because this is what was told to you that was going to happen. And that's my thing with fans, because I don't mind passionate fans. I don't mind discussion. I don't mind. And what I mind is, is exchanging ideas in terms of whoever speaks the loudest is right. Whoever yells the most is right. Whoever, you know, those types of things. Like, just because you own 17 49er jerseys doesn't make you a better fan than, 
you know, the guy who just watches the game on the couch. And that's my problem with the fans is everyone tries to establish themselves as, well, I'm a good fan, so I get more say and I deserve uh, an explanation as to why this is happening. I played JV high school football and can clearly see what a quarterback looks like and Trey Lance is it. That's my thing. So, but Jeff, you, Jeff, you are, of the three of us, if anyone's going to be labeled the Joe fan, it's going to be you. You are emotional <laughs> to the core. But what makes a good fan? Like when you see someone and you go, that guy's a good fan. Like what, what is a good fan? Wow, that, that could be all, all kinds of different things, right? I mean, it could be, like you just said, just a guy sitting on the couch making no, uh, having no emotion about it. But yeah, I mean, but is that guy, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's such a tough question, man. <laughs> so we're here for, we're here I, to I ask answer that. questions. Well, I guess just to be able to have, like we were, we're doing, like have the discussion, you know, be uh, interested, be, you know, all in, be, get excited about the game. I mean, want to talk about it, not just be like, yeah, whatever. Like, if you don't really want to talk about it or have any take then i guess to me that's not going to be the, the best fan right i mean you gotta have you gotta have some emotion some some sense of you know gear i mean you gotta have some some sense of knowledge uh yeah i mean all, all that kind of comes into play here i guess because yeah if you're, if you're talking to somebody on the street and they're they have no idea what they're talking about you can tell well, this guy is not really a fan right he, he has no idea what he's talking about so yeah I mean, you have to have some sort of knowledge about about the game about the game plan about the players about like what we're trying to accomplish, you know, like get upset when they lose, like we do, you know, that, that type of thing. So. Jerry. I mean, to be a good fan, it could be defined in so many different ways and so many different people. Like for some people, it could just be flat out loyalty, right? I am loyal to my team, regardless of how good or bad or insane that organization gets. Right. But for me, I don't know if I necessarily see it that way. I think the best kind of fan will challenge that kind of loyalty where they challenge the team to be better, which is kind of where, again, I'm coming out with this whole, you know, Kyle Shanahan, what is he doing? Does he owe it to the fans? I don't know if he owes it to the fans, but at the same time, you're saying, oh, but he's never wavered from what he said from day one that Jimmy G is the, the starter. But at the same time, as a fan, I would like my head coach to not be so rigid, to look at the situation and go, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe Jimmy G, for whatever reason, just cannot step up. I kept, you know, maybe Kyle has been holding out hope that he'd step up, he'd figure it out. I mean, he's the guy with the experience, right? But since he hasn't exactly gone the way of an Alex Smith with Patrick Mahomes behind him or Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love breathing down his neck and getting, you know, playing at an MVP level. If Jimmy G isn't being able to rise to the occasion like that, maybe I, as a fan, would want Kyle Shanahan to be able to see that and realize, no, I cannot be rigid. I, you know, when I, I do need to switch gears because it is not working, much like the way the Baltimore Ravens did when they made the switch from Joe Flacco to Lamar Jackson. Was Lamar Jackson a finished product? No, far from it. But was Lamar Jackson more dynamic and more, you know, I know you hate this. I know you hate this, but more exciting and entertaining. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. The team win. And that's what I was saying. So as a fan, I think a good fan would challenge, challenge the team to be the best it can be. Well, Let's let's go into the entertainment part because you you brought it up. <laughs> of course, you'd go there. I mean, well, I mean, but it's that that is that that's the one thing that reporters, you know, hang their hat on is I want to see Trey because he's more entertaining. He's more fun to watch. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's not why I want to watch Trey. That's not why I want to watch. The 49er games. That's not why I watch sports. People watch sports for all different reasons. Some of it is I just want to turn on a game for three hours and be lose myself from the rigors of my job and everything. And I just I just want to watch a game. You know, okay, that's fine. Some people want to watch 
you know, some people love the NBA all-star game because they score 200 points. And to them, that's entertaining, right? Some people love the idea of the NFL's, you know, kind of arena football-ishness where it's everything slanted towards the offense and never mind the game, don't know the game. But if someone came up to you and go, went, oh my God, that game was so exciting, 45-43, they're excited. That game was so exciting, 10-7. More people are going to just instantly, regardless of how the game played out or what was done, lean towards the entertainment of the points. I want those points. And to me, I don't watch a game like that because I watch for the competition. I watch for your best against my best. Who wins? What is the strategy? I'm going to take everything that I got against everything that you got. And I'm not saying that that's the right way to be a fan or the right way to watch a game. But to me, that's what I watch for. I watch for the competition. I want. That's why I like rankings. I want to know who's the best. You play each other. Who's the best? You're the best. This is the best. You know, those, those types of things. So that's, again, goes back just back to my fandom and how I watch a game and how I interpret this, that while other people who are, you know, want to see Trey Lance, that's fine. But acknowledge the reason you want to watch Trey Lance isn't because you want to watch competition. It's because entertainment is more important than competition. So if I'm entertained for three hours, okay, that's all I'm asking out of this game. If I want, you know, to actually see who the best of the best is, then it shouldn't matter what the entertainment value is. It should matter what the outcome is. Yeah, I mean, in this particular situation, at least with the Niners, I don't look at people saying, hey, I just want to watch Trey because he's more entertaining. End of sentence, stop, and that's it. I think it's, well, Jimmy is not that good and he's not that exciting. Whereas we've got this young buck who is moving the ball. I mean, I, I would, I want to say that in the Arizona game, he got into the Arizona, the Cardinal territory, eight out of the 10 possessions that he has, despite the receivers dropping the ball, despite the penalties from the offensive line. I mean, he was effective not perfect, obviously, made mistakes, obviously, but he was exciting and effective, I guess is what I'm saying. That's why I don't think that, at least from my vantage point, that the Trey Lance, that people like me who want to watch more Trey Lance isn't just like, just give me more Trey Lance because, you know, he's the circus that I came to see. No, I mean, it's, for me, just like, it doesn't even matter. Like, for me, it is just about my team winning. Like, you're, you're saying you don't care if it's 10-7 or 43-40, to 40, that's fine. I mean, I guess I could say the same thing as well, as long as my team is on the winning side of those games. Would I prefer the more high-scoring, high-flying? Of course. I mean, think about it. Would you rather have seen that one Kansas City Rams game from a few years back where they scored, like you said, 43-40, to 40, whatever that game was? Or would you rather watch, God, I don't know, old-school Bill Parcells, New York Giants against, I don't know, some other team, and they fin – bears and they finish 10 7 i mean just naturally i think you would gravitate to the 43 40 game for most fans like you said not all fans but yeah but but that's my thing it's natural but 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 that's my point is i don't care about any other team but the 49ers when it comes to football so when i could watch a grinded out otis anderson 10 7 bill parcells game because i'm going to get the same you know entertainment value out of it as the, the Mahomes and Jared Goff or whoever was court, you know, that type of thing. Because to me, I don't care who wins. Like I don't, I, I'm just there for to watch the game. Like it, I am not emotionally invested. I'm not cheering for anybody. It's, it's no different to me. It's no different than going to watch a movie. It's two hours that you're going to take in entertainment of some sort, which is fine because my level of every other team is, right here in the middle, does not matter. It's why I can watch the Denver Broncos and Cleveland Browns on a Thursday night with Case Keenum again, you know, and no Baker Mayfield and no Kareem Hunt. 
you know, I can watch that game and I get just as much enjoyment out of that as anybody else as, or as any other game, because I'm not emotionally invested. Now, when it comes to the Niners, do I want them to, do I want them to win 40, 40, whatever, 40 something? Doesn't matter. Really what I want them to do is win a hundred to nothing, you know, type of thing. That's what I want, you know? And that's what, again, that's what bothers me about people because people who talk about, you know, I just want an exciting game. Okay. That means you're not, you know, you don't care if your team wins like, Oh, it went right down to the wire. It's like the Packers game. So many people were talking about what a great game. Oh, went back and forth in the last one. What a great, no, that was an awful game because they lost, you know, and they talk, it goes back to so when um, someone asked me one time, what, what was my favorite Niners Super Bowl? Right. And I'm just like, well, probably, I don't know, you know, probably the Chargers or the Bengals. No, they're all the same. You know, which one's the worst? The loss to the Ravens, you know, the loss. It doesn't matter if I win or lose to somebody else. I only care about the winning. So that's, that's my point. That's why when you talk about Lamar Jackson and how he's dynamic and entertaining, I don't care. That's why I can live with Jimmy Garoppolo trudging down the field if it results in a win. But that's why not, been- right? And that's, that's, the, that's my point right now is that he's being portrayed as the quarterback who gives the Niners the best chance to win. I think for those of us who are pushing for Trey, we disagree with that based on what we've seen thus far. I, I mean, I, does, is the, has entertainment factor, you know, is, is, is that a bonus? Absolutely. But just from the, the, the notion that Jimmy clear cut is the quarterback that gives the Niners the best chance to win. We do not see that. Well, and Jerry, I was just going to say that same thing. If we're talking about just being a fan, yeah, I just want to win. Right. But if we're talking about the quarterback situation again, I think that's where it's come to now, but the problem is, okay. So I don't think like you've said, and like some numbers show it or some stats show it, like Jimmy just isn't getting it done. And he's like bottom of the league and all these different categories. So we want Lance. The problem is now Lance is hurt. So what are you supposed to say now? Like right now, okay. Lance can't play. He's hurt. So now we're stuck, right? We can say, did Shanahan give him the opportunity to start from day one? I don't know. I guess we could argue about that, but Jimmy has to be the guy right now. And even though he's not giving us the best chance to win, I would agree with you there. I don't, I don't think he's the guy going forward. So yeah, again, I don't know why we're, I mean, at some point this season, we're, it's going to change, right? Cause we can't just keep throwing Jimmy out there at the bottom of the bottom of the league, you know, with different, different stat situations, but. And what really, and you know, what really pisses me off is the fact that like, let's assume Trey wasn't hurt. Let's assume he had to slide back into that backup role for this game against Indianapolis. And let's assume Jimmy gets hurt again. So what, what's, what's going to happen? So they're going to throw Trey into the fire with no practice reps and just go, good luck kids, you know, win this one for us. I mean, I just, I don't understand why that is the plan. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, is that a, just rhetorical question or do you want the answer? Well, I know your answer is, well, you know, he's the backup. He's always going to be a backup. When you're that's, backup not, that's, okay, that's not my answer. That's, that's a hundred years of NFL answer. The backup quarterback does not get reps. And that that's means, exactly my point. He shouldn't be the backup. Okay. But you have to remove yourself from being Kyle Shanahan and be Jerry Sue, the fan and go, Okay, you're you're wanting Trey to get snaps during practice. That's what you want because that's the only way to get snaps in practice. And okay, that's the okay. Only way he's so you're develop. okay. That's fine. I get that. You're asking a guy who's lived in the NFL his entire life to change a hundred years of NFL history and do something that's not done. Oh, I'm telling him to do something that's best for the Niners. Like, okay, but, yes, best, as a fan, best. that's what I would want. Okay, but best you're for t- the Niners. But yes, you're t- you. So, okay, you want what's best for the Niners. Kyle doesn't. No, well, I'm not saying Kyle doesn't. I'm I'm saying he's again. That's why 
couple podcasts ago, I'm like, I'm really worried. I don't know what's going on with him. And like right now, I'm saying like, I think he's sort of, I, I don't know what he's doing. I'm, I mean, I'm at a loss what he's doing. Look. But what I'm seeing is that Trey Lance needs to learn and the quicker he figures the game out, like we've seen with Josh Allen, like we've seen with Kyler Murray, the better he's, you know, better that he's going to be, the better that the team's going to be. And that's where I stay. That's where I land. I, I, w- I would just add, and I, I'm guessing you're not going to agree with it, is that even, even though that's the way it's been done forever, it doesn't mean we can't change. Lots of things in sports have changed. I think to get him ready, because Jimmy is always hurt, maybe he should be taking half of the reps in practice. So then maybe he would be more ready. But then again, we're not at practice, so it's really hard to say what exactly he is doing at practice. Obviously, right now he's hurt. But if, that's, if, if he needs to maybe get half of the reps at practice, then maybe Kyle should do that with him. Because this is a unique situation. We're not in the same situation as every other team. We have a quarterback who's up and coming, and we have another quarterback who is always hurt. So maybe the best thing is to do to split the reps. So he is ready, at least a little bit. Well said, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're going to take – so instead of giving your starting quarterback all the reps for the, the game, you're going to go with two quarterbacks. Well, I, I guess it comes down to how long – because, yeah, how long is practice? How long are they practicing? Is he out there? Is he just standing there? Is he taking scout team reps? We don't know exactly what it is he's doing. So I would just say if, if you think Jimmy is going to be hurt, not that you're thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to get hurt, obviously, but he is going to get hurt probably, right? So give him some reps. I don't see a problem with that, really. I mean, we have to, you have to change. Just because they've been doing that, like you said, 100 years, we're in a unique situation here. Not so, like, and it, yeah, I mean, it's it can be like for any team, right? The reps are helping anyway. Right. Helping Jimmy, that is. All right. What else you guys got? Well, I mean, as far as this week's game against the Colts, you know, I, I just think, I, you know, everyone, Debo, Ayuk, Elijah Mitchell, pretty much everybody, all hands on deck because this isn't the hobbling Colts team that we thought we were going to get coming into town. Um, Jonathan Taylor is playing really well. Same with Carson Wentz, if you can believe it. <laughs> and even Quentin Nelson might be back. So this won't be as easy, as easy of a win as we once thought. You know, in fact, with Jimmy back under center, I don't even know if the Niners will win this game. So, you know, I think, and I think the, you know, in fact, I think the Niners may continue to scuffle and fall to two and four and Shanahan will have no choice, but to usher in the Trey Lance era the following week against the bears. So do you think that's really going to happen? Or are you just saying that because you want Trey Lance to play? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I would, I would hope. I guess I don't know, but or I don't know what the right word is. I heard Tim Ryan talking about it a little bit. We need to, you know, push the pedal a little bit on the defensive end. Even though defense is playing well, I, I like to see some more blitzes dialed up, a little more pressure on Wentz, so he can make some mistakes. Um, try to get some more turnovers because we're still like you know one of the bottom of the teams in the league as far as turnovers go. So I'd like to see uh, maybe some more blitzes, maybe Hufanga, maybe Warner, whoever needs to needs to blitz, maybe get some more blitzes on there to try to try to get uh, uh, Wentz off his game a little bit. Um, and then as far as like, yeah, offensively, just running the ball, establishing the run in the rain. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I still think it's a winnable game, right? Like, like all of them, it's definitely a winnable game. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's definitely a winnable game, partly because, you know, I don't think, I think, at least for me, this is who I thought the Colts were going to be. I didn't think they were going to be the scuffly team that came out of the gate. I thought they were going to be a little bit more respectable. So, but I also thought this was going to be a win for the Niners. So again, we talked about it last week. In on in on my you know schedule sheet, they still haven't lost a game that they that I didn't anticipate. This would be a game that if they lose, I did not anticipate and would put them squarely in the I don't know you gotta win 10 out of 11 to you know get into the playoff hunt so while it's not must win because you're not eliminated it's to the point where again you have to win the games you're supposed to win or at least that you're anticipated to win so I would hope that they come out here now what does that mean that means you get another week of everyone being upset that Trey's not going to get first team snaps going into the bears game 
It was going to be Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Oh, look what this this rookie who's getting all the snaps versus our rookie. So again, it's just it just goes back to 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 me and my what I want as a fan. If the Niners come out and win this game, I don't want to hear about Trey Lance going to Chicago to play, you know, Justin Fields. I want to talk about you're at 500, you got a chance to go over 500 against a team that you should win. But that's not what I think we're going to get. And that's what's disconcerting to me as a fan because everywhere I turn, that's what I get to hear about. And that's what's frustrating. Okay, let me put it to you this way, right? What if Jimmy Garoppolo looks underwhelming? Not out of, not out of the realm of possibility. Would you agree? Well, what's, right. okay, what's, so let's what's, say Jimmy Garoppolo looks underwhelming too, maybe even bad. But they still win the game because defensively, Right, they they take Carson Wentz apart. They hold Jonathan Taylor at bay, and they win your favorite ten to seven game or ten to three game, whatever it is. Okay. So are you? So you think that those who still want to push the Trey Lance should play topic? You think that's still out of line? Just out of line because the Niners won, even though Jimmy Garoppolo looked terrible. Okay. Well, first of all, what's terrible? like four picks no because you you you've talked about how he's terrible at every game you talked about how he was terrible against in the past well, terrible game. in the context that he's supposed to be the veteran he's supposed to be experienced he's not supposed to make as many mistakes as he does okay, he's not well, supposed to like wait three quarters bef- before you know kicking it into gear and start scoring i mean i guess terrible would be being as stagnant as he's been in the last three games that he'd started Okay, well, see, then, then it's not a there's a no win situation for me in that state because he hasn't done he hasn't played terrible in any game, he hasn't played like Mahomes. See, but see, that's the thing you roll your eyes, you're like, oh, that's not up to my standards type of thing. But if he goes out in the in the Colts game and whether it's raining or not, whether it's sloppy or not, now if he goes and he takes a couple bad sacks, if he fumbles the ball, if he throws some picks then I'm fine with, okay, hey, this was, this was a game where there were hurdles to overcome and it took the defense to overcome those hurdles. Jimmy didn't do it. Can we see Trey? Fine, I'll entertain that. But if it's just Jimmy went 17 of 26, he 240 yards, you know, we, we won, you know, 13-7, like that – no, that then then no, I don't want to hear about Trey Lance because the the problem is it gets back to the entertainment part of it. Nobody wants to nobody wants to win 13 to 7 because everyone thinks Trey Lance can win 37 to 7. That that's the that's the opinions out there that well, Trey Lance is so entertaining and provides so many tools and can do so many different things. There's no doubt he could you know, make the, the scoreboard like a pinball machine. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that assessment or that being the opinion of the general public, but if that's what you think. What, you, you think all the Niner fans, if, if, if Jimmy had the stat line of what I said? No, I just don't think that the fans think that we have this Hall of Famer on the bench and, and Kyle is just stifling that Hall of Famer. What I think is that, well, basically what I think is that he needs to develop. He needs to learn. And if it's at the expense of Jimmy Garoppolo, it's okay because Jimmy Garoppolo isn't playing at a level where, you know, you'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'd like to develop this young kid, but our veteran is just, he's, he's doing a bang up job. So we got to stick with him. That's not how I feel it's going. So when you're at that, you know, when you're at the, in that situation and you've got this young player who you think has a higher ceiling Maybe right, maybe not at right this instant, but maybe by week 17, right? That's the guy you should roll with. That's all I'm saying. Cultivate that. Yeah, but the, I, 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 again, I understand where you're coming from, but in order for that to happen, you're sacrificing some wins. Yeah, I guess maybe that's where I disagree that I don't think Jimmy makes a difference. I don't. Like the, the Niners are going to win the games that they would win with Jimmy or with Lance, or, and they're going to lose the game. You know, it's, it's the same. It's the same. 
See, that's just that's that's just hating on Jimmy and, and wishful <laughs> thinking on Trey. I mean, it is because that's that's giving Jimmy no credit for any win because you're going, oh, well, anyone could have won that game. And then if you lose, oh, that's Jimmy's fault that they lost. You're not giving any credit or, you know, to, to Jimmy for any wins. Now, again, I'm saying if he goes out there and he turns the ball over multiple times and they lose the game, or if they, he goes out there and he turns the ball over multiple times and they squeak by, then, then you can have that conversation. But if Jimmy goes out there and just does his job as a regular, normal, average quarterback and has your 250 yards and, you know, three scoring drives and you win 17 to 10, you're gonna, you are going to say, yeah, well, anyone could have – Trey could have beat the Colts. You know, Jimmy didn't do anything special. I mean, that, right? I mean, that's, that would be the narrative. Whereas we'll never know that because we don't live in the multiverse where we get to put Trey Lance in there and find out. Just like for the people who said, well, if Jimmy played against the Cardinals, maybe we would have won because if the defense played that well, maybe he leads them on a scoring drive that Trey didn't. And I'm, and I'm under the impression of, I'm not willing to go there because you just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to be a bigger blowout for the Cardinals because Jimmy takes sacks. You don't know if Jimmy's going to turn the ball over. So you just don't know. So that's why I'm saying when you watch the game, if Jimmy does his Jimmy thing, 250, one touchdown, one pick, you know, and, that, and that's what it is. You can't say, well, Trey would have done that. I mean, you just can I say that. 251 touchdown one pick is not worth sacrificing the time that we have to develop Trey right now. No. Okay. Because, because, because just the same, the same argument prevails. There's nothing to say Trey, if Trey started, he would win that game. So if Trey loses that game, then you are in almost punt the season away mode. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to continuing this discussion next week when we finally do see what happens in that Colts Niners game. Can I just add, I was, I was trying to think about this. Uh, and I, I was going to say it was like the Eagles game. Um, I was looking back at my notes. At that, I think that was the game where I was like, Jesus Christ, high school quarterbacks can make these throws. So, I mean, if that if he plays like he does against the Eagles, yeah, we need to Jimmy Trey Lance in there. It's like, all like Jimmy, Jimmy and the way he threw the ball. Yes. Yes, if, if he plays like he did against the Eagles. But, you know, we beat the Eagles, right? So it's the same kind of scenario. But he was just missing guys repeatedly. He didn't have, you know, he, he was he looked back at 22 of 30, 189 in a TD. So he wasn't terrible, but I guess – but he was just missing throws and that kind of thing. But the problem, again, is Lance is hurt. We don't know what the extent of it is. So really we can't even have this conversation yet because we don't know what's going on with him, how bad his knee is, whatever. Yeah, if we win the game, I mean, yeah, we're not going to say – I'm not – I don't know. I mean, yeah, I might because I'm like that, but I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, we need to get off, uh, get off of Jimmy if we win the game. Uh, some people might still call for that, of course, including me or you, because if, he's, if he doesn't have that great of a game, but hopefully we're just handing the ball off in the rain and he's going to be seven of 10 for, you know, and a touchdown or something. So it's not going to really matter, I guess. All right. Well, again, all three of us won our survivor picks this past week. So we're going to move into the next week. Wait, Todd, who'd you have? Colts. Did they win? I think, <laughs> I think they covered. Yeah. They played Houston. 31 to three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we continue to, to uh, rack up the wins. So yeah. Jerry, you got a lock of the week. Well, let's continue with the Houston Texans being the whipping boy of the NFL. And I will take their opponent, the, the juggernaut, that is the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, man. As the entire team ends up on the COVID list, I think it's safe to say that playing against Houston, Arizona, is the biggest lock of the week. What is, what is their spread? Because I saw that there was like I don't know, or five. I'm looking at ESPN at 17 and a half. <laughs> that's crazy man so i mean that, that i know i'm going out on the limbs well yeah I, I i i would you know it's not probably not going to happen but you know at this point in the season i get real worried taking the undefeated team because yeah 
they're just going to trip up somewhere. Probably not against Arizona or Houston, but. I just look at it this way. I mean, Kyler Murray didn't have, I mean, despite not having Cliff Kingsbury, which I guess it doesn't matter calling the plays, despite not having Chandler Jones on defense, you know, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals put the beat down on them Cleveland Browns on the road. So to me, if you can do that, uh, I mean, yeah. I suppose you can have a letdown, but it's got to be probably the biggest letdown in NFL history. Right. Well, maybe. Um, yeah. For me, looking through the schedule, um, obviously tonight's game, since we're recording on a Thursday, uh, <laughs> I don't think any of us were going to pick that game anyway, so that's fine. Um Come on, you weren't going to pick Case Keenum's no. Browns? I already picked a pack. We picked the same team again or no? Was that the rule? No, no. no. You, you, you cannot, I thought you yes. said we could or something. No, something. You, you, can't pick the sa- you can't pick the same team as before. You, I didn't think so, but I thought basis. you told Jerry he could. I thought he did that before. No, okay. no, no, no. You both picked the Steelers. He wanted to know if we right, all right. had to have different teams. Um, I'm tempted to go with the uh, the Patriots over Jerry's Jets, but <laughs> I would um, take the Patriots too. Or or, or the or the Raiders. You know what's the guy's name? Uh, was it Bisakia or something for the Raiders? Or uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think you know with uh, Dan Dan Campbell throwing uh, Jared Goff under the bus, I don't think he's going to respond in LA. I, I'm going to go with the Rams over the Lions there again. Like Todd just mentioned, not going against the undefeated team. Maybe it shouldn't go against a defeated team, but I just think there's no way the Lions can hang, right? I mean, go with the good Rams. pick, good pick. Yeah. Rams will roll. Um, yes. Uh, that was, that was going to be, um, the Rams were actually going to be uh, my pick as well. Ah. I'm just going to look real quick. Yeah, see, I, I don't have as much faith in McCorkle to, to win that game. I mean, the, the Patriots just have been, I don't know. The, the Patriots have been, I don't know. Talk about a team who, you know, the Texans almost went up and got. That yeah. game was silly. So am I going to take the Patriots? No, because I just don't like them. So I, I, I'm i going to join you, Jeff. I'm going to, and it pains me because as a superstitious guy, you know, right. as, as much trash as I've been talking about the Lions and how awful I thought they were from before the season – this this will be the game that they rise up. That Dan Campbell gets them all juiced up and they get their one win. But yeah, that um, would have been the case if he was if he would have backed Jared Goff. Maybe he could have got the team inspired to rally and and get this one for Jared. But that, that's not happening, right? <laughs> no, that's not. So I, I will I will take the Rams. So that that will be my that will be my. And, and by the way, the Patriots don't need. Mac Jones to win that game. They just need Zach Wilson to lose that game like he did a couple weeks ago. Well, that's an that's an interesting topic. We're deep into the podcast, but that that is something that you know you you talk about is I know you want Trey Lance to get those reps, but is that is there any is there any negative like what you're seeing with Zach Wilson? Is there any negative that you're just getting beat up and you're throwing picks and you're not gaining confidence and you're not winning games that you just, you, you become David Carr. You know, you just, you have sputter out even despite the talent, despite the high draft pick, despite everything that you just went to a situation that was not going to work for you. So. Which is why Zach Wilson's struggling, but that's not the yeah. situation Trey Lance. That's not the situation Trey Lance is supposedly in. And I think they're both completely different quarterbacks. So it's, it's hard to, to make kind of a blanket judgment like that. And, and maybe that's why I'm so bullish on Trey Lance playing right now for the Niners. You know, maybe if he, if he was on a different team, I'd be like, mm, maybe not. Let Andy Dalton take the lumps. <laughs> Let Nick Foles take the lumps. Let Josh McCown, is he still in the league? Probably not. But anyway, you, know, you get my point, right? But in this particular situation, with the Niners, with their surrounding talent. Hopefully those guys don't let them down again because they kind of let them down two weekends ago with a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who I want to still believe in, right? Like that's, that's why I'm saying the, the scenario 
in which Trey Lance is in is completely different than every other quarter, every other rookie quarterback in the league. Well, well, let's just hope that um, Jimmy is healthy and ready to go and doesn't re-injure it or aggravate it or get hurt in some other way. Because no, then well, what? Sudfeld no, will. Right. Then Sudfeld's going to come in and we're going to be having a whole different conversation because we're, we're going to be like, what the hell is going on? What are we that doing? Right? A different conversation because right. that, that means Trey Lance is in. But if he's okay, I mean, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, so, so we'll see, right? Like hopefully your calf is okay, Jimmy. It's not. <laughs> we All saw right. this play out last season he comes in he's not 100 percent, and it just goes to hell but whatever i hope i'm wrong yeah no you don't no you don't you're, you're such a liar i hope i'm wrong you're such a liar you, there's there's nothing more important than you breaking your arm patting yourself on the nope. back if nope. this works that's out. where you're wrong no oh. hey you don't think I wanted Jimmy Jimmy to, to turn in an Alex Smith kind of season? No. You don't think I, I wanted the Niners to, to go to a Super Bowl? Well, that's yeah, a I do. Question. That's not happening with Jimmy. Let's be you, honest. You, you, you had Jimmy out the door last year in the middle of the season. So did the Niners have him out the door. That's why they traded three first-round picks to draft Trey Lance. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Niners didn't push him out the door. I know because they want to get, they wanted to trade him and nobody was going to trade for him. So they got stuck with him. Eric, give me your final thought. So, final thoughts. Kyle and the boys better get it together and get it together fast. Not only for the sake of their playoff hopes, but for the sake of fan interest. Speaking of fans, I mean, I know our podcast is sent around the 49ers. But as far as I'm concerned, if Jim, if Kyle and Jimmy look stagnant once again and they lose against Carson Wentz, then I think a lot of us are going to start shifting our attention to the Warriors and the Sharks because their seasons have gotten all underway and both teams are looking pretty darn good. And in the words of the great Bob Sugar, it's not show friends, it's show business. Show me the money, Kyle. Jeff, what do you got to say? Um, I was just going to mention this a second ago. When we were talking about Jimmy. I guess I'll just use it as my final thought or one of my final thoughts, I guess. Um, I saw some articles this week about the trade deadline coming up. And is Jimmy untradeable? Are they going to trade Jimmy? Are we going to just stick with Lance or keep Jimmy as insurance or vice versa? Um, and I was going to say, not necessarily as a final thought, but as a question, I saw this you know, posed. Jimmy for Odell straight up? Would you guys do that? Hell yeah, I do it. But that's okay, a, that so, ain't happening. So yes from Jerry, no, no from Todd. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's even a if it's even going to happen. Jimmy to the Browns, Jimmy to the Steelers, whatever. At this point, I'm guessing for me, you know, if we continue to be a fringe playoff team, I guess I would hold on to them. But you know. I guess the, you know, the problem again is, you know, you're not getting anything for him if, when they go to release him next. So um, my other thought was just, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to go off and watch the Warriors and the Sharks, um, but if we lose the Colts, I think people are really going to talk about it just because it is the quarterback position, regardless of how he plays, we're going to be like, what the hell we lost again. Oh my God, Todd, the sky is falling. We need to put Trey in there. Um, and then just one, one other thing, it's too bad the Giants lost to the Dodgers. The Giants probably, you know, I really wish they would have been in this NLCS. And then the Warriors on right now, uh, season started for the NBA. So we'll see how they do this year. Hopefully Clay can come back pretty soon. And that's about it. Well, I'll take, I'll take your final, my final thought to address at least the question that you pose. And I'll, I'll say I was shaking my head no that I wouldn't trade Jimmy for Odell Beckham for the simple fact of, if Trey gets hurt, it doesn't matter if you have Odell Beckham because Nate Sudfeld becomes your quarterback. You're not trading Jimmy unless you're getting, I guess, a one to help restock the team next year, or I don't know, a player who isn't hasn't been on the, the injured reserve just as much as Jimmy has, and that's Odell. Odell's last 100-yard game was three years ago. I mean, we talk, I mean, again, we get fascinated with, the entertainment of Odell's one-handed catch in his rookie year, that was two teams ago. That was so far ago, like, it, it doesn't even 
resonate for some people that Odell was that good. All they've seen is on the IR, off the IR, on the IR, off the IR. He's, he's, he's trending towards Brandon Lloyd territory in terms of he's got a lot of flash at times, but does him no good to be on the field. So if you're going to trade Jimmy, which I wouldn't, because I, again, I said it before, if you're going to go with Lance, I'm fine. Go with Lance. But I want Jimmy as the backup because I have playoff aspirations. And I don't think playoff aspirations come to fruition if Nate Sudfeld takes any snaps this year. So if that's the case, Jimmy's my backup. Trey will be my starter. And we'll roll that way knowing that two quarterbacks, either one of them can win a game for you. So I'm not, I'm not trading Jimmy uh, for Odell. So that that will be my final thought to answer answer your question. So it's about to be a, a rainstorm coming into the Bay Area. It's Sunday night football. It's Niners coming off a of bye week. It's a game that the fans think they should win. The odds makers think they should win. I got to think the players feel confident that they can go in and win. So we'll see what happens. Next week, we're going to have a lot to talk about because we're going to be talking about a team that righted the ship and got back to 500 and we'll discuss how they did that or we're going to be talking about who's Alabama got that we can draft who's the sexy offensive lineman coming out of Purdue I don't know so if that's the case it doesn't uh, matter because we don't have our first round pick (laughs) right (laughs) the whole point we mortgaged our future for this guy Trey Lance let's go let's go (laughs) <laughs> yeah can't even talk about who won draft in the first round we second don't have round, a first yeah. rounder second round second round <laughs> then trey lance better lead us to the playoffs damn straight good night yeah you can't